Let us pray. Lord Christ, help us to recognize you in the love that flows through us in the way we bloom and bear fruit. Amen. 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 Please be seated. <laughs> this past Earth Day, the Climate Action Team led a Sunset Compline walk along Forbidden Drive down by Valley Green Inn. And between the evening prayers, parishioner Sue McQueen, who is an extraordinarily, extraordinary naturalist, invited us to tune into the sounds and sights of the vast network of life that we were part of. And at one point, she called our attention to this dead tree. She said, a living tree might hold a hundred different species, but a seemingly dead tree is teeming with life, housing and nourishing thousands of species of all kinds. Now, that shouldn't have been a very hard concept for me to grasp, given how complex and interconnected species we ourselves are, how reliant we are upon systems, upon systems of relationships. But at that moment in the woods, I felt like an outsider staring at a great city from a distance. It can be very hard for me to shake that myth of individualism that shaped me, the sense that I'm a free agent, self-made by myriad individual choices. It can be very hard for me to see myself in the bigger picture, how I'm shaped by what I'm part of and what is part of me. The National Institutes of Health remind me that the microorganisms in my body that my body hosts outnumber my human cells 10 to 1. I don't like to think about that very much. <laughs> but even if I set aside the dead trees and the gut flora, today I'm still faced with the story of the vine and the branches, in which I'm invited to see myself as a small, prunable part of something that's largely out of my control, while channeling within me the generative love of God. Abide in me as I abide in you, Jesus says in today's gospel from John. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Now, how exactly do I abide in God and God abide in me? How do we abide in one another? Abide. It's a word that means to remain with or to stay with. It means to live with. Remain in me as I remain in you. Live in me as I live in you. And the vine is a brilliant metaphor for this. In Jesus, God plants the divine self in creation. And the Christ, the word of God, emerges in our world like a vine, reachable and knowable and believable. And the life sap of that vine is the love that the author of 1 John is talking about, bursting out 
in branches and flowers and fruit. Who are those branches? You are those branches, Jesus tells his disciples. We are those branches, he tells us. And our job is to allow that love to bloom and bear fruit. The scripture writers know that this cooperation with God may be simple, but it's certainly not easy. You don't usually get admonitions to love one another if everyone is already doing a great job of it. Moses gave us the Ten Commandments, after all, not the top ten list of Israel's best qualities. So the health and the well-being of the vine as a metaphor for the health of Israel's relationship with God is found throughout Scripture. Isaiah points out how much tending a vineyard requires, much different from that sower in the seed story where the seed just goes out kind of willy-nilly, but a vineyard. A vineyard is planted with intention. A wall is built of the rocks that are pulled out of the soil when it is turned. And the vine is tended and pruned by the vine grower. There is a guardhouse to make sure that the fruit isn't stolen. And in the Hebrew scriptures, Israel is the vine, and God plants it and tends it. And God often laments the quality of the harvest when God's people produce wild, inedible grapes, and the wood of their vine isn't good for anything but burning, until Jesus himself becomes the vine in John's gospel. Jesus is Israel at its most faithful, fully covenanted, abiding completely in God and God in it. And in Jesus, the ancient promise of Isaiah of the wider world coming to God through Israel occurs. But this does not prevent the strife that grew among the members of the early Christian communities especially the ones for whom this epistle and gospel were written, the Johannine community. And their disagreement over teachings about Jesus threatened the whole faithful enterprise that they were part of. But the advice that the epistle writer gives them is this, let God love through you. Let that love push out the fear that causes communities to split apart. And the gospel writer would say, remain a living branch on that bigger vine that is Christ. To participate in the generative work of God in the world, one has to stay with its source. One has to stay with the vine. Disciples who have lost access to the love that flows from that divine relationship will not bear fruit, and their faith will die, and they will fall away or be trimmed away by the vine grower. Now, I have to admit then that that metaphor for the vine and the branches makes me a little uncomfortable when I really think about it. First, being a branch is a pretty passive role not like being the hands and feet of Jesus or trotting off to pasture with the rest of the sheep. Being a branch 
feels more like just letting everything happen through me without my complete control. And in the metaphor of the vine and the branches, there's a whole lot of pruning going on. And I am not in control of the clippers. Maybe it's easy to lose sight of who we are in the metaphors like these. Perhaps we tend to confuse God's role with ours. Now, throughout John's gospel, Jesus explains who he is in a variety of ways, many of which start with an I am statement. And in biblical language, we know, especially in the Hebrew scriptures, that phrase I am refers to God. When Moses asks the voice in the burning bush what name he should give it, God replies, I am who I am. Tell them, I am who I am sent you. So whenever you run into the phrase, I am, in the scriptures, pay attention. God is near. So Jesus says in various places throughout John's gospel, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door or the sheep gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the vine. And each one of these statements describes not only who Jesus is, but who God is in relationship to humanity through Jesus each describes how God reaches out to humanity through Jesus. And so that begs the question, who are we in these descriptions of Jesus? We are the table guests. We are travelers on a path going from darkness into light. We are receivers and proclaimers of truth we are sheep who are led and protected. We are the dead restored to life. We are branches that bear the fruit of God's love in the world. And without this dynamic mutuality, the systemic life in God, Jesus becomes just a historical figure, or worse yet, an idol. And belief becomes an argument and the church becomes a discriminating club. And I wonder sometimes if people's distaste for Christianity is really a distaste for those things. The idol, the apologetics, the club. Because I have to believe that the world does have a taste for, in fact, a deep, deep thirst for the love that God has that is described in that first epistle of John. Because who doesn't want life? And a deliverance from and a writing of the world's evils. Who doesn't want to be free of fear? Who doesn't want to be forgiven for past sins instead of continuously punished? Who doesn't want to be included and accepted rather than despised and hated? Who doesn't want the boldness and confidence and courageous relationships that come from that kind of love? And our role 
as disciples of Jesus, as branches of the vine of Christ, is to help people find God's love right at hand. Now, in these demanding and exhausting times, maybe there's something kind of restful about being a branch on Christ's vine. I mean, what would it take for me to just ease up a bit, let go of my fear of getting it wrong, and just let God's world-changing love flow through me and out to others who need it? So our parishioner, Scott Robinson, who is here today, put it this way in a Facebook post recently on this very scripture. He wrote, It occurs to me the vine is not separate from the branches. In fact, they're made of the same stuff. They are all of a piece. When I am having trouble tuning in to the divine presence, I can remind myself that I am already a branch of the vine. Well said. And the author of 1 John says that this is how we see God. This is how we recognize God, by recognizing God in the love that courses through us. So what if we saw ourselves as already teeming with the life and the love of God? What if we stopped wrestling with God for control of the clippers and just let God be the vine grower and the vine? What greater yield might we bear? And who out there might finally find what they've been hungering for? Divine love right at hand. Fruit ripe for the picking. Amen. Amen.